0: It's the amazing Rico Brogna podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronya. It will be very, very depressing. I just want to put that warning out right away. This is one of those, get your Kleenexes out, start tearing up. You're not going to feel good. You're going to cry. We discuss and debate. What was the worst season? In the history of the New York Mets. And the reason why that's obviously a timely discussion is because 2023 is certainly up there. 2023 may take the cake because as you may recall, we went into a season after the Mets had won 101 games. We had an over under of 92 and a half. We were one of the favorites to come out of the national league and instead. We went 75-87, and played meaningless baseball over the final two months, and traded guys who are now pitching against each other in the American League Championship Series, Verlander and Scherzer. So this was an unmitigated effing disaster. But as a New York Met fan, we have a lot of those. This is not unique. It may be unique in terms of, Trading the guys away and eating a ton of money to get prospects, but it's not unique in terms of disappointment. So, full disclosure, I am going 1990 on with this because before that, it's just me kind of regurgitating what my dad told me or what happened in history. You know what I mean? Like, how you felt in 1970 after the Mets won the World Series, how you even felt in 1987. I certainly know the stories. Terry Pendleton hitting a big home run in September, Mets Cardinals, David Cohn breaking a finger. Like, yeah, there's a lot of examples of disappointments throughout the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. But I kept this to 1990 and above only because it's something that I can talk about from experience something that I can, my blood will boil, and I can say, hey, I remember how this one felt. This was actually as bad, or this was worse, or this was the worst season ever. So just throwing it out there, we're really starting from 1990 on. Before we get to our picks in terms of worst season ever, we need some background. So let's get a little bit of background. If you go, By over-unders. And the reason why I find over-unders to be interesting in this now legalized gambling world is over-unders aren't about just gambling. Over-unders are about, hey, this was the expectation for a team. This was the national expectation on how a team would do. We thought they'd win 85 games. We thought they'd win 90 games. Because I think sometimes as fans, we're delusional. We don't necessarily think the way the world thinks. I'll give you a a decent example about that. Here in New York, it's not baseball-related, but the New York Giants. Like The New York Giants were coming off a year uh, after the 2022 season in which they made the postseason, and fans were riding high. They had an aggressive offseason. They brought in Darren Waller, and so Giant fans were thinking, hey, we should get better, and yet their over-under was 7.5. Their over-under was to be a below 500 team. And what that told me all offseason going into the year, not that the Giants were going to have a bad year, I don't think it told us that, but it told us, hey, no one really believes in the Giants. Like, we as fans have greater expectations than what they really are nationally. So I think overunders are a great indicator on, hey, these were the expectations coming into a season. The reason why that matters in a discussion like this is what were we thinking in 2017? What were we thinking in 1992? What were we thinking in 2009 or whatever season you want to come up with? So I have the overunders from every Mets season dating back to 1990. In those years, there is a year in which the result was so far away from the over that it's the greatest number by far. And a spoiler alert, it's not this season. In 2023, the Mets had an over-under of 92 and a half, and they won 75 games. That means they came under that number by 17 and a half games. The record over the last 25 years, I guess more than that now, 35 years, was 25 games. There was actually a season in which the Mets were seven and a half games worse based on their over-under than this past season. Does that take the cake? Does that mean that this particular season was the worst year ever? More on that in a second. The answer to this trivia question on, hey, what was the biggest disappointing season in terms of over-under versus result? Well, that answer is 1993. In 1993, the Mets had an over-under of 84. They won 59. They were. Not quite the worst team money could buy. That was 1992, but they were really the worst team money could buy because 1993 was even worse than the year before. They were 13 games worse than the year of 1992. And what's crazy about 1993 was they had Bobby Bonilla, they had Vince Coleman, they had Howard Johnson, they had Eddie Murray, they had Todd Hundley, they had Jeff Kent. They had Doc Gooden. They had Frank Tanana. You know Frank Tanana? He throws in the 90s and the 70s. He throws in the 70s and the 90s. They had Johnny Franco. They had everything. And then they had a lot of losses. 1993 was, I don't want to say it's my first year remembering baseball, but it's one of my first years remembering baseball. And what a way to start watching baseball. Do you remember 1993, Pete? Like, do you remember watching it? Were you not... Interested in baseball at that point? Where No, were you? no
1: dude, I was definitely rocking baseball because I. That was the Phillies-Toronto World Series.
0: I'm thinking it was Philadelphia-Toronto 1993. That is I, correct.
1: I go back a little bit further than that, where I remember the slide of Sid Bream into home plate. That's that's the first like playoff run that I was like really locked into. So that was a few years prior to that. But yeah, like I that was I was I was in on on 93 for sure. So. The reason why, despite the Mets
0: finishing 25 games below their expected win total that year, the reason to me, this is not even close to being their most disappointing season, believe it or not, is not even close, is that I remember 1992. Like, 1992, the Mets sucked. They were the worst team money could buy. In fact, in 1992, the Mets made the decision late in the year to trade David Cohn. They traded David Cohn to the Toronto Blue Jays as we recall, for Jeff Kent and Ryan Thompson. So the Mets at the end of 1992 had realized, hey, this is a terrible, terrible season. Their GM at the time was Al Harrison. Jeff Torberg was their manager. They decided to, I don't want to say rebuild, but hey, this isn't working. David Cohn's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Let's trade David Cohn. Obviously worked out for David, went to Toronto. They won the World Series. The Mets only got back one of the greatest hitting second basemen of all time in Jeff Kent and Ryan Thompson, who skill-wise was compared to Willie Mays. Obviously, he wasn't, (laughs) but that's why 1993, and maybe I'm partial because I was nine to 10 years old, so I guess my thoughts are different at that point, but I can't call that the most disappointing season of all time. They were coming off a year in which they lost over 90 games. Like How delusional were we that the next year, they were just going to get automatically better? They weren't even that different. Like They added some youth in Jeff Kent and ryan thompson and they called up pete shurik and eric hillman and guys like that but they their rotation wasn't better because frank tanana was there like it was not a great rotation it was not a great team like i guess we were hoping doc gooden was just gonna you know be awesome doc actually had a pretty good year in 1992 made every start had a mid-three era but you still had bobby Bowe, who was already having his issues with the media you still had eddie murray like i didn't think they were gonna lose 103 games don't get me wrong But did we really think they were going to go from 90 losses to 90 wins? So to me, I have a really tough time putting 1993 up there with such high expectations because how did we expect them to be good considering what happened the year earlier? In fact, I'd argue 1992 was more disappointing because in 1992, Eddie Murray was new. Bobby Bonilla was new. Like There was this hope of, oh, this team's going to be really, really good. And it obviously didn't happen. Big part of 1993, though, was also Anthony Young. Anthony Young had that losing streak, which was just remarkable. And a lot of it was bad luck because at one point, uh, John Franco got hurt and Anthony Young had become the closer. And so Anthony Young was not in positions to win games and break his losing streak. That was actually 1992 when the losing streak started and he was the closer. He finally won a game in 1993. Uh, Point is, that team sucked. They both sucked. It was very, 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 very bad. Yeah. 1992, by the way, their shortcomings in terms of how many games below the over they finished is actually, you ready for this? Two, four, five. The sixth biggest disappointment in Met history in terms of falling short of the over-under. Their over-under number was 88.5. They won 72 games. That's a minus 16.5. That means there were four years besides 1993. In which there were bigger disappointments based on that metric. But to me, 1992, more disappointing than 1993.
1: Yeah, listen, I, I, I think they both are disappointing, but I don't think they're the worst. Like, I obviously, maybe it's because I'm a little bit younger. So, my expectation, they didn't have, you know, I, if I'm correct, like 90, 91, they weren't doing well anyway. They weren't, they weren't in the playoffs. Those years, 89, 91, 89, 90, 91, they weren't in the playoffs. So they were trying to go somewhere, but it wasn't working. So I guess I just didn't expect them to get there anytime soon. I didn't see them uh, taking that big step forward. So I guess I wasn't as disappointed as I was about some other teams.
0: We also didn't have a frame of reference because we were like kids. We're just all, we don't know what good is. It's funny. So in 1990, the Mets won 91 games. They lost Daryl Strawberry. In 1991, they came back down and won 77 games. Then they went out and spent. And the Mets said, okay, I guess it's time for a new era of Mets baseball. Sonic Vince Coleman who replaced Daryl Strawberry. Didn't exactly cut it. And that's when they went out and they added Willie Randolph and they added Eddie Murray and they added Bobby Bonilla. They added Brett Saberhagen. Like they were very aggressive in trying to make The mid-90s, like, hey, the turnaround after a brief kind of respite in
1: 1991. So they were
0: trying to buy a championship, and it obviously failed miserably.
1: By the way, we just finished paying off Brett Saberhagen about a year ago, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one didn't work out very well.
1: I remember when we dumped
0: him. We traded him to Colorado for Juan Acevedo, and I talked myself into Juan Acevedo is going to be the next great pitcher.